Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Find Great. I'm your host, PJ. I have been sick the past week or so, and then my sister was in town for 10 days. So I have been a busy, busy girl. Okay. So I haven't been able to record an episode. We did plan on recording an episode together, both my sister and I, but, um, Time flies when you're having fun with your loved ones. This week, we have a very special guest, one of my besties. So let's bring her in. Yes, we are Gucci. Again, yes, brother. So do you want to say hi? Oh, why didn't you... There was no countdown. You're, we're no, just going. Five, four, three, two, we're just one. going in. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Hi. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Oh my god. Why are you nervous now? <laughs> Nobody like meeting someone for the first time, and you're just like. <laughs> um. Kind of. Wow. I'm so nervous. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, PJ. Thank you for having me. Hi, Martina. Finally. Oh, yeah, finally. I haven't had anybody on. Okay, enough of the bullshit. I don't know how to do this. Honestly, I, I came here with zero thoughts. I When I messaged you, um, <laughs> when I peer pressured you to put me on the podcast, I was, like, very heightened emotions. And I was like, fuck, I want to I wanna just bet. I want to rant. I want everyone to know struggles well since you so. since you peer pressured me into um <laughs> since you peer pressured me and forced me to talk about this topic i prepared so did you really yeah of course what am i gonna be God, unprepared God. what the fuck me i went prepared and i i chose the topic and now i'm super nervous i'm more nervous now well it's nothing serious it's it's fun funning funning and games I guess. Um, oh, for the shiggles, let's go. So I asked you to have a thing of the week for the week, and I said <laughs> that it could be literally anything. Do you have anything? Can I choose two? Yeah, you can choose two. I normally do choose two, actually. Perfect. You're going to hate my first one, and you already know it's coming. It's Jeremy Allen White. Oh! Yeah, ah! white. Emphasis on white. He is, I was telling my friend, he is the hottest, ugly person I have ever seen. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he reminds me of the man we don't talk about, but I am in love with this man. Huh? Voldemort? No, my ex. I know I'm stupid, but you're supposed (laughs) Voldemort is the man that you don't talk about. (laughs) I know, but I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. You can say your ex, yeah. you don't have to, you can say their name if you want to. I don't care. Dogs them even okay. if you want. Okay, so my first thing of the week is Jeremy Allen White. And I don't know what anybody cares about. I don't care what anybody says. I'm in love with this man. He just got a divorce. Um, I'm Period. sorry for him. Okay. But, but, you know, avoidant men probably, um, that's their go-to. And I love him. I don't care. 
I will I will continue my bad streak of loving <laughs> red flags. And then my second thing is um, I'm reading a book that I'm very ashamed to be reading, so I only read it uh, when I'm alone. And it's, Isn't that when you're supposed I to read books? No, like, I, I want to read, like, you know... Oh, like, at a cafe be, or something, like, be a mysterious yeah, girl? Yeah, like, you can't... Yeah, you can't be a pretentious, like, hot girl reading, Got like, heavy-ass books. So, this is, like, my YA, I guess. I think it's YA um, book that I read in private because I am ashamed. So, it's <laughs> The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And I will say, I will preface by saying that I was originally reading Love in the Times of Cholera, but that shit is so... I I need too much attention for it, and I'm just trying to be silly and goofy. So I've managed to read 100 plus pages of Evelyn Hugo, but I've barely gotten like five pages out of Love in the Times of Cholera. So I am educated. I'm an educated woman. But sometimes I just want to be stupid and goofy. That's me all the time. But I'm not educated. Yeah, but you you need need balance. You can't just always be the manic pixie girl. You gotta be. You gotta be silly sometimes. I'm a Libra. I was born to be balanced. Oh, this is a good segue. (laughs) So I... My ex, I don't want to say his name. I'm just going to refer to him as my ex. My ex is a cancer. And I was telling the guy that I'm currently talking to, um, like, it was, what, June 23rd? And it was my day of mourning because that's my ex's birthday. And he was like, oh, he's a cancer. And I was like, oh, yeah, astrologically and um, figuratively. And that was a big joke. That was funny, no? You think so? Yeah, that's a good one. Nice. I'm going to high-five myself. That was really, that was good. (laughs) Okay, so if we don't want to just call him, if we don't want to call him by his name, let's just give him a nickname. Okay. We can call him Rock. Rock? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought of it. Rock hard. Ew. Um, After Pride Month, (laughs) Martina really. (laughs) You know, um, June was Asian. I was, so I didn't get Wait, to is it APPI that. or is it AAPI? Or am I thinking of what am I thinking? Bitch, of? I don't know. The AARI is that the like retire like the old people thing? That's AARP, bitch. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Can I curse? Yeah, you can. I do all the time. But what is A APPI? So that's Asian. Look, do not quote me on that. You could. Probably, I'm I'm a fake Asian. I'm a fraudulent Asian, so um, I don't know what it's really called. Martina, I'm really I... gonna say you're definitely not a fraudulent Asian. <laughs> not when your mom calls you on the phone <laughs> is, and is like yelling at you in Tagalog. <laughs> That's definitely not fraudulent. As a trauma of an Asian person, but you know, I oh, it's A A P I. It is A A P I. American Asian Pacific Islander, or something like that. I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so my thing of the week this week is actually 
some shorts that I bought. I, for the first time ever, I'm owning a pair of new Levi's shorts. The Levi nice. 501 or something like that. I don't know. But they're like mom <gasps> shorts. That's what the guy said. He's like, oh, yeah, they're mom shorts. And it's my first time ever owning them because they normally don't ever carry my size in store. And they're my favorite type of pants or like shorts, whatever. They're the ones that have like all the buttons and no zipper. Love that. Oh, yeah. You told me. Yeah. yeah. And they and I got them. I got two pairs for 50% off each and then like student discount. So for both pairs, they were like $40 when they're each originally, I think, like $40 or something, $40, $50, yeah. which is insane for like shorts. Come on. But yeah, so that's cool. I, I've like owned a pair that are thrifted, but yeah, so that's my thing of the week. I don't really have a second thing of the week, to be entirely honest. I normally do, but um, this week kind of sucked because I was sick all week. So it's just the shorts. <laughs> you know, you got two pairs, so those will count as two things. <laughs> also, 501s are honestly a cult classic. Like, if ever I hear, yeah, like, when people talk about Levi's, they talk about, like, the three numbers associated with, like, the cut of the gene that they get, so oh. they're always like, oh, I love the Levi's 501, like, da 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 Nice, or, yeah, like, you see, like, I never knew that, and I know that, like, um, ever since, I guess, the straight jeans started coming back, like, girls have been all over Levi's and so I've been seeing them around but I'm like well I've never I've just never owned a new pair because they I guess back in the day they used to carry like bigger sizes but now they're just their sizing is so weird also wow. yeah terrible. it is awful and so I've just never owned a pair and then this random we were coming back from Niagara Falls on mm, Tuesday yeah on Tuesday and we stopped at the outlet mall and I just randomly asked the guy that was working. I was like, do you happen to have like my size? And he was like, um, I don't know. He's like, sizing is like really different throughout the store. So I'll give you three different sizes and you tell me which one you like the best. And so I tried all three of them on and honestly, they all fit me. And I was like, well, I'll just take the two that I like. So whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in love with them. Well, I guess my second thing of the week can be margarita pizza from Pizza Hut. Who knew? Who knew? Why the fuck would you? That shit was so fucking good, dude. That shit was so fucking good. I, when we ordered it, we were like, oh, it's probably going to be shit. And it was really fucking delicious. And it did taste like margarita pizza. I am more surprised at the fact that there is a Pizza Hut in Canada. And on top of that, that you guys sought out Pizza Hut. Of all the things that you could choose, you you chose Pizza Hut. Yeah, because the Pizza Hut that's here in town is like, well, there's a lot of pizza places in town, but like the Pizza Hut that's here is the Pizza Hut and one of the other pizza places, I'm pretty sure. They're um run by Patels also. Oh my god. And we were like, Brown. um, hell yeah, brother. We're probably gonna get that discount. We got a discount once and that's it. So but Did you get a discount? Not for the margarita pizza now. But it was it was already <laughs> on sale, so like for a large pizza it was like $17 or something. $17? Ah. Which isn't that bad. I I honestly hate buying 
like pizza from a pizza place just because I can buy a frozen pizza. But that's coming from someone who hates pizza, so I can't really like there's no Yeah, like your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, like there's no taste damn, okay. I mean I wouldn't go so far <laughs> to say so my opinion doesn't matter. I would say that I should not really be taken seriously because I am biased towards eating pizza. Okay? Damn. Everybody's voice matters. TJ, you can't silence me because I am a pizza hater. That's offensive. And you know what? That's fine. Internet, like, cancel her. That's fine that you don't like pizza. I've met actually quite a bit of people that don't like pizza because they'll just complain that it's um, bread with sauce. Like it's like cheesy bread, essentially. And that's fine. That's your opinion, and it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> thank you. And that's how you resolve conflict, y'all. Exactly. You accept, and then you uh, cut them off and push them away. <laughs> so uh... today we're gonna be talking about Martina's dating no. life, pretty much. No. Mine. Oh my god, I'm nervous. This is hey, you peer pressured me, baby. So here we are. And honestly, you didn't even peer pressure me, but yes, you did at the same time. Um, so we're going to be talking about dating in your late 20s and dating. Or- God, don't say that. Oh, my God. My mortality. Oh, fuck. Now I have like this sinking gut feeling that I'm just this old hat who's trying to be. Dude. Okay. Just think about this, though. You were in. Okay. You were in California. And people there don't, like, or I guess, like, seek out a serious relationship until this age. It's just that because you're, like, in the valley right now that you're, like, oh, my God, oh, because everybody's, like, married by 22 there. That is very true. So just stay in the California state of mind and not in the valley. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about dating in your late 20s slash also finding someone i guess or someone's after a breakup um but i have to go pee so we'll talk about it in a second but um yeah back to usher i had to really like uh place blame for someone it would be the boyfriend yeah for being an idiot yeah well i mean i wouldn't say he's an idiot i'd say like you I mean like you're an idiot for thinking that like of course like you're gonna be like oh well why would he pull up my girl out of all the girls that are there but like you're an idiot for thinking that because uh your girlfriend's hot and probably he wanted to dance with her too yeah it was like a two-way streak like if you were my man and you said no you can't dance with usher after he chose you in a sea of people or whatever whatever the case was that she was the girl of the night. Would you really tell her don't go? Like, is your male fragile ego... Like, if my partner got chosen by... I don't know who's hot right Beyonce. I wouldn't mind. I'd be like, fuck yeah, babe. Let's fucking go. Tell me how her skin smells. Literally. Literally. And so I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, my... um, I say it all the time. And... I think actually he's coming soon to Toronto, but um, Pitbull is my hall pass. Like, right. ha- uh, like since forever. 
Pitbull has been my hall pass. So you're terrible. He I is remember. like one one bald man. Like I don't like bald men, but mm-hmm. he he is he's the one. He's the one. I I remember this conversation. I think we were in um something by the lake, Niagara by the lake, or Niagara, Niagara by the, the lake. Fall. Yeah, that one. Um, I think we were driving there, and we we're I don't know what spurred this conversation, but I I guess I said I'm really into bald men, and you're like ew ew ew, and I was like yeah um what's his name Bruce Willis obsessed with him like oh yeah you I'm guy. pretty sure you did say Bruce Willis because ill or no did you say Vin Diesel <laughs> one of the two I did not say Vin Diesel I do not find Vin Diesel that attractive but he he can get it but you were like yeah there's only there's only one bald man that I I would ever and then I was trying to guess him and I was like who the fuck could she say that I I would find attractive as well and then you come out with Mr. fucking worldwide Mr. 305 out of the woodwork and then you tell me his whole life story and I was like bitch has gone bonkers like she is actually bananas Cubano so Americano love him He's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I feel like, though, I mean, I think because with anything and everything, I'm just like, oh, Pitbull this, Pitbull that. Like, live and love him. (laughs) Live, laugh, love him. 100%. You belong in jail. He's a good artist. Are you kidding me? He's a good artist and he gives back to his community. And ever since he started making money, he swore that he was going to wear suits. And now he wears suits all the goddamn time. And I live. I and think about I'm it his bald head is never red so he wears spf and he's a smart guy <laughs> oh god i have ptsd from this. <laughs> oh my goodness so speaking oh. of hall passes <laughs> back to our um topic of the day night whatever that's yeah, why I'm that that's why I name it as or like that's why I specify dating in your late twenties because dating in your early twenties, honestly, like ignoring all the red flags, like like what Kiki Palmer said, I'm Stevie to the bullshit, like I'm blind. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I'll give a pass on um you marketing it as late stage dating. I didn't say late stage dating. I said late <laughs> 20s well in my head it's being translated i'm not as... calling it stage four dating okay dating in my late 20s yeah are you on any of the dating apps okay how yes. about to like okay so to make you feel comfortable or uh-huh. i mean more at ease i guess as if you couldn't be more at ease because it's me you're talking to and the world um <laughs> I'll give an icebreaker. How about that? So, I was just going to give an icebreaker, I guess, by talking about my previous dating life before uh-huh. whatever, getting married, uh, whatever. Um, so, to, so you can feel more comfortable, Sherry, I guess. So, like, dating... Okay. So, I was... Before meeting my partner... I was single for about like four and a half to five years. Like okay. actually, like the, I counted that whole time as being single. 
So like dating here and there, like going out on dates, whatever, whatever. I was on, I think, all of the dating apps, pretty much. Like I was on Bumble, Tinder, and like I didn't get on Hinge until like I moved to Atlanta. So like later on in the game, I guess. But um, yeah, so like Tinder, everybody says like is for hookups. Yeah, sure. And then Bumble is like, oh, if you're looking for like a proper guy, whatever. That's that's not true. That's really not true. Um, I think Hinge is probably the best one, but that's also I'm kind of biased because that's where like I matched with my partner. So, uh-huh. yeah, but um, I will say so like dating in Austin or like dating around whatever you want to call it was really tough like emotionally because you kind of like get attached to well at least I do like I kind of get a little bit attached to every person that I would go on a date with or go out with because I'm just like I I don't know like I'm I feel like I'm an open book for the most part and so I'll just like you know tell my most whatever traumatizing or darkest story and then be like what about you and then so I'm always like giving a part of myself like little pieces of myself to like any person that I go on a date with and so that was like a little bit hard but like at some point also like when I eventually or apparently it was obvious that I was out to everybody or that I was queer to everybody in my household aka me Steven Barrett and Tori and everybody Uh else in between that was in and out of our household um and I was still like closeted though like to Uh myself and then eventually when I like came out to myself and I like started to somewhat accept it within myself I started dating a lot of like women and like non-binary people and I didn't know that yeah nobody knows or nobody knew yeah because <laughs> well, because I was like closeted within myself so or like still closeted but it, it the door was open bitch people could see yeah. and so yeah so and I would only ever also like I think about it now and I'm kind of like I'm like ashamed of it but also not because like I feel really bad about it but like I would only go on dates with like non-binary people or like women and only ever go to their place I was like oh yeah no I I have like three roommates I just don't feel comfortable but like it was because I was closeted Uh so like there was a lot of that and so I just think that that was like really hard so I can only imagine like being more how do you say like more like stepping well hetero sure but like stepping (laughs) and having like a smaller pick sure and ugly pick yeah sure um but stepping more into yourself and becoming older I can only imagine that that becomes harder because then you're finally like comfortable with yourself and you can finally like sit within that peace and within that silence within yourself without like consistently having to distract yourself with like anything and everything so like yeah that's why I say like date I I can only imagine that like dating in your later 20s like is way harder than it would have been younger and especially because there's like after like heartbreak and stuff there's way different and way higher or maybe not different but like higher expectations and kind of stronger boundaries so yeah would you like to share yeah, with the I absolutely, yeah I absolutely um agree with that because like date or so me and X, sorry me and the rock 
Ew. Don't call him the rock. Just rock. Ew. Well, you, Vin Diesel. You don't like Vin Diesel, so you can call him Vin Diesel. Even okay. though he's not bald. So, I'm gonna call, so let's switch the word to Kiwi because I'm going to out myself. But when we would have sex, because he was so unemphatic with his like emotions or anything, I never knew when he came. So I would make him say Kiwi when he ejaculated. And I would I would say Kiwi too. Oh, nice. And so his name is Kiwi now. So okay. when Kiwi. me and Kiwi were together, he was, oh my God, I think he's 25, 25 minus 4, 21. Um, he was 25 and I was 21. So I'm currently 27. So that's a big time, chunk of time. And those are two polarized parts of my 20s, like turning mm-hmm. 21 and then being super naive and like allowing guys to mistreat me and not having a, like, a, like a voice or a standard of practice where it's like, okay, you are not going to let men or anybody for that matter, for that, for the, for, for the matter of fact, whatever, um, step all over you. So I didn't have that at 21. I don't, I, I applaud anybody, it's like fucking Gen Zers, man, who have their their heads screwed on right, good for them. Like, I applaud anybody at 21 who has morals, I guess. I think that's a really extreme word, but, like, boundaries. knows themselves well. Yeah, boundaries, knows themselves well enough to know that, okay, this is appropriate, this is not appropriate, I like this, I don't like this, um... And I can, I can confidently say that now at 27. I actually, I mean, it's still a learning and growing process, yes. But if I had to look my 21-year-old self in the eye and say, like, okay, um, do you know what the fuck you want? Do you know what you want in life? Do you want this in a partner, like, et cetera? I, would, I, I wouldn't be able to answer that. So, um, yeah, like, right now at 27... I, I have a firm grasp on putting my foot down on things that I don't, like, I'm not going to entertain things. I remember in my early 20s, it was entertaining everything and anything to pass time. Or, like, I felt like I owed it to someone. I was very much a people pleaser. Like, I, I'm still a people-pleasing person, but I, I can stop it. Whereas back then, it was anything and everything would get my attention. No matter who it was, I felt like I couldn't hurt someone else's feelings or I couldn't communicate effectively where I could say, hey, um, I don't want this to continue. I really had a nice time with you, but I don't see this moving forward. Like I couldn't have that conversation at 21. Now it's like left and right, like, okay, I don't see um, this progressing anything further i thank you for your time like it's very cordial it's very um corporate email but i i don't know it's it's not mature i wouldn't say mature but it's more evolved in in terms of i guess the big word here is communication yeah oh yeah like Ah. in my in my early 20s i was very much like I did ghost, I guess, like, two people, but because they were um, borderline stalkerish, so, like, quite literally had to ghost them, and with, like, my roommates, 
they were literally like no you have to like not even give this person an explanation you just have to like block them um but with other people i would be very professional i guess like i would definitely be like hey like it was fun hanging out or like thanks for taking me out but i don't really see this going any further but like if you'd like to go out like for drinks or whatever or like go get coffee or food like i'm up for it because it was cool so like instead like definitely taking it from yeah we just went on a date to okay now we're just going out as friends for a drink or for coffee and like keep like i was very strong on that boundary of like friends versus people i would date or like had some connection with or whatever just because i didn't want to confuse myself more than i was already confused with like once again with myself like being closeted and da 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 so like I was already confused with all of that, that I didn't want to add that extra dynamic to it, you know? But, like, definitely, that's definitely very true. You are a people pleaser. So I could see how, well, I guess I am or was. I don't know if I still am. But, like, I definitely, I could see that that's, like, that would have been hard to be, like, hey, no thanks. (laughs) Like, you know? (laughs) I think that, um, I, if you asked me a year ago if I thought the breakup was, like, something that was necessary, I would have told you no. I was very so much in the phase of the heartbreak where it's like, oh, why didn't you leave me? Like, you're the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And if you ask different friends of mine, they'll give you different stories of, like, okay, she says fuck him or, like, she's still in love with him. Like, here I, today I'm going to set the record straight. I think I'll always love, I was about to say his name, I think I'll always love Kiwi for the relationship. It was a really hard relationship. It was a, it was a never ending roller coaster of just fucking nonsense and hoopla and just fucking, ooh, it was hard. Like the, the, the most simplest, reductive way I can put it is it was a very hard relationship for many reasons on both sides uh we were not easy people to be around or to be together and i i do not wish him any malice or ill will i sometimes i do sometimes i feel vindicated when i like randomly search him up and i see stupid shit like ah. but i wish him all and i told him this countless times in the relationship like i wish him the world I wish him all beauty that life has to offer. I think life is really fucking gnarly and sick and awesome. But it's hard. It sucks. It's fickle. But it is so beautiful. And I want that for him. I just don't ever want to know about it. I don't want to know that he is happy in life. I don't want to know that he found his person who accepts him without any anticipation of, like, you need a change or fully fully accepts him i don't want to know any of that i want him to be happy and i want to keep my distance because i don't i don't want to revisit that again and that's not something that me from a year ago um driving back home from the east coast back to texas would have thought i was very much like so so confused and i didn't have time to process that until now 
and it, it it was very it was fairly quick. Like I I realized that I realized that we don't we don't belong together, or we we at this point in our lives are still very childish. Despite him being a couple years older than me, we are very different. And I think also I like think... bringing out each other's like the worst part of each other's inner child so like in the sense yeah. where it's like you'll say something and it pushes his button whether or not you know uh-huh. it and then he'll say something intentionally to push your button and then all of a sudden you guys are like are in a fight so i think yeah. i think the worst thing that he ever said to me was you as much as you do not like your mother and i hate that this became like some cliche fucking saying that men say to women who hate their mothers and I oh gosh so I think towards the end like right before I went to go visit you um he he said that oh you're just turning into your mom and that like that gutted me I I remember like resenting my mom when I came back home and I saw her and I was like you you this woman that I I detest I don't hate her she's my mom and I love her um, but I am who I am in spite of her. I am not, I'm not my mom, but I do see the similarities. And that's when I, I can't, I almost like hate myself. Like you spent all this time, um, not being your mother just for someone who knew you intimately to say that you are becoming your mom. Like, sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble, but you are your mother. And yeah, that is something that I continuously think about. Like, shit, check yourself. Because if someone who saw you at your very ugliest points in life was was able to see that and like, I don't know, it was really hard to hear that. Yeah, I mean, like my partner will tell me that sometimes where we'll be not necessarily like in an argument, but like just in day to day life and I'll say something or I'll do something and he's like, you know, who you really remind me of and I'm like, oh my God, I wonder who he's going to say. And he's like, your mom. And I'm like, wow, didn't see that coming. But it's because, like, it took, like, that stuff doesn't piss me off anymore. Like, if you would have told me that, like, a few years ago, like, I would have been, like, tearing your head off. But it doesn't really bother me anymore because it took a lot of therapy to, like, be okay with that. And also because, like, I realize now that, like, well, like, when I was a kid... Like, when I was growing up, I genuinely did hate my mom. Like, I would tell her, I'm like, I hate you, you suck. But she would also be like, yeah, you suck too. Like, you're awful. Like, so I'd be like, ditto, dude, you suck. And so, yeah, like, it took a lot of therapy for me to see my parents for individuals and people, not just like, oh, my God, they're my parents. And all this like trauma I carry and like everything that I've been through in my life like everything is their fault and like instead of seeing them like that like yes that is half true but also the other truth is that they're people and like they're having to raise human beings like who has who has one clue about that like nobody nobody is the perfect parent like you can't be no matter what like your kid is eventually gonna hate you and then love you again or like never like it's gonna you know that's just how it's gonna be and so whenever like I'm told that I'm like yeah and then my mom probably had her own right to be acting this way or talking like this or whatever like 
maybe she was going through something that day too like you know what i mean yeah yeah so it just I, go ahead sorry sorry go ahead no, sorry go ahead <laughs> so i was just gonna say like so it it just took a lot but like now it it doesn't it won't trigger me or anything anymore yeah like i i don't want to go too much because i will talk my fucking head off about familial dynamics yeah that's um, another episode man i don't oh yeah for sure <laughs> like so um yeah like I, as I've gotten older, and because I don't have, like, a conventional relationship with my family, and then coupled with, okay, I'm Asian, coupled with all these things that don't make me unique in any way, but just, like, I have an interesting family, but I just learned to, and I tell my friends this all the time, because I think they're, I, I think everyone's just, like, coming to age of, what is going on with my parents? Like, I'm old enough to be, I'm old enough to have a job, have a home. I don't live with my parents anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would classify myself as, a, as an adult. However, when I'm with my family, I, I just seem like a fucking imbecile child. So I tell them that you can spend the rest of your life seeking the approval of your parents, which is damn near impossible. Um, or trying to change them to to fit into this box or, like, your definition of a parent. I think I, I went for drinks with my friend, um, and I asked her, like, what, what is a parent, or if what is your definition of a parent? And she said, oh, supportive. That was, like, her first word. And I told her, okay, does your mom fit within those guidelines? No. Um, do you want to spend the rest of your life trying to make her be something that she doesn't seem like she's equipped to be or she doesn't want to be there or do you want to accept her and work around that because it's a lot of energy and it's extremely tiring to to try to change somebody and I think that goes beyond like your family that goes for any relationship you have if you're out here changing people that shit's hard as fuck and damn near impossible so you can work work around that and accept that that they are going to be who the fuck they are and that's no problem to you like there are choices to be made life is a culmination of choices you can choose to have that person in your life despite how hard it's going to be to not have your mom or your your friend or whatever whatever the case may be you can make a choice to have that person in your life despite the fact that they have shortcomings or you can just not give a fuck you're here for a good time not a long time i didn't know how to end it but like accept it acceptance is the best uh, um thing because there's no resentment with acceptance yeah i was gonna say acceptance is the most freeing thing that you could do for yeah. yourself yes absolutely i am a wholehearted see i sound i sound like i have my shit together like i i have good thoughts in my head but in practice it's fucking awful like i because you're tested <laughs> that's why i'm the most avoidant person like that is my attachment style i and that goes with like my people pleasing shit like i i can't i can't hurt people's feelings because i will cry like i i feel so awful knowing that i have the ability to hurt someone's feelings it's god awful for me yeah yeah like <sighs> i yeah i am 
it's so funny to say, but like I have like spoken to my therapist about this too. But I'm super not with the shits about forgiveness. Like I don't think forgiveness is that girl at all. Like I think forgiveness is some people will like say otherwise but i think forgiveness is more for the other person to feel oh okay yeah then for oh yourself to feel okay because like so my uh, one of my last therapists so like when i was in atlanta that therapist they told me they were like well we're working through all of this stuff do you think one day you'll be able to forgive your parents for whatever it is like all all the things and I was like no like I don't think I would because then I feel like that's validating the things that they did or the things that I went through like I feel like that's validating it versus Mm -hmm. if I just accept and move on I can live a happy life or whatever like a depression filled happy or life versus yeah feeling like them feeling validated in the way that they raised us or whatever it is like and then like me still having that that distance pain so i i have a very like vivid example of how i think apologies are never for the person who is a the person who is receiving the apology it's more for the person apologizing I think that apologies are what is better than an apology is acknowledgement and apologies always seem so thin and floppy and lack structure it just seems like we've been conditioned to okay you did something bad say sorry and that's it and it mm-hmm. has no meaning anymore so um I don't care for apologies I'm not a person I, I quite frankly fucking hate apologies I do not think that they're very sincere. That's why I don't seek out people to apologize to me or I don't really <laughs> apologize to people. Um, actually, I do apologize seldom. And when I do apologize, it's very... I try to be ex- as extremely sincere as possible because I know how how much I hate apologies. But, but also when you apologize, you also have like a reason for apologizing. You're not just like, oh hey sorry or like oh blah 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 like you you give like your intro your body and your conclusion with that apology (laughs) yeah like I really think out what I am apologizing for because I don't I don't take apologies lightly or when I apologize I find that yeah anyways so in my previous job in fucking California I had a very weird boss. Like, I I don't know if I ever complained to you about how fucking weird and awful and Caucasian my bosses were. Yeah, you did. um, One of my bosses, we were having a potluck because this fucking woman was very much a Pinterest white lady. Uh, So we had a pot, we would have potlucks pretty often. And I, I know potlucks. I'm fucking Filipino. We created potlucks. We had, I had a whole system like, Whenever I was at, like, a Filipino gathering, they would have our utensils and plates set up already, so it's, like, grab and go, um, keep the line flowing so there's no congestion, whatever. So that's what I was doing, and then I had it all set up, and this, the fucking Caucasian bitch walks in, and she's like, oh, like, she starts undoing my shit, and she's like, oh, this is so weird. 
And I don't know what was happening that day that her saying my my efforts to facilitate things and like have things going at a at a well oiled machine pace. It it triggered me. It was like really I hate I hated it. I I left. I immediately <laughs> I was very dramatic, very melodramatic in my job. I just left. I walked out. I left. I left the clinic. I left the facility. I went into my car. I drove off to like the back, and I just started crying. And because I was a boss, <laughs> my presence was very like when I was missing, it was known. Like it was very obvious that I was gone. And so everyone was like, "Where's Martino? Where's Martino? What the fuck?" Everyone's calling me on my phone, and I was like no I need my moment I need to cry I just because I know I have anger issues and if I were to confront this woman at my heightened state it would not be a good outcome I would be very much unemployed so um yeah so I just I walked in I didn't eat or after I finished crying I, I drove back to the, the clinic I walked in I sat down and I was trying to like rave it all try to be like nice because nobody nobody aggressed me other than that woman so she pulls me aside and she's like I'm very sorry like I I'm sorry that I I undid your plates and I was like this woman has no fucking clue and it's so trivial to think that this woman is apologizing because she was undoing plates and utensils that's what I was gonna say it's about the plates it's not about the commentary Clearly. No, it, it was very much the commentary. No, I know, like, but that's was... what I'm saying. But like in her mind, she's like, oh, it has to be about the play. Absolutely. Like <clears throat> the gravity of your words to call someone weird. Especially someone so who's not white and who clearly has other, I don't want to say like traditions, but like other mannerisms and was way- yeah. raised differently. Like it was, I, I just felt so, it made me feel so out. I spent my entire relationship feeling like an interloper, like a fucking ostracized and never feeling like I fit in. And no matter how desperate I tried to fit in into this like group, like no matter how small I made myself, how much contorting I had to do, I, n- I was never going to be one of them. And for her to call me weird, just like put me back into that headspace. Like you are not, like everybody else you are this weird outcast girl nobody likes you it made me feel so fucking bad and so when she was apologizing to me and she was telling me like i'm so sorry i did your i I did your place i was like what the fuck like what is what what the fuck and she's like do you do you accept my apology and i was like no i didn't say it like that i said no and she just looked at me so blank like she did not expect that like she has always every apology she's ever given has always been a resounding yes i i hate apologies do not apologize to me and especially not knowing exactly what to apologize for that you took precedence over plates and napkins and utensils over calling someone a fucking rude and mean thing how dare you so she just looked at me blankly and she says, what? Why? Like, I, I apologize. Like, what? What? Like, what? I was like, I don't care for apologies. And yeah, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't accept your apology. And she's like, 
Martina, like, like she, she looked like she was about to have a panic attack, and I did not want to entertain. I very much hate when the person who is requiring, not requiring, but it's necessary, like, the roles get reversed. Yeah. That the person who's being apologized or receiving the apology has now needs needs to comfort the fucking person who is giving the apology. I hated that. So um, I just told her, if I accept your apology, please go away. And she's like, yes. So I, I told her, yeah, I accept your apology. She walked away, and I was like, what? Why are you a boss? Why are you my boss that this is your form of conflict resolution? Like, you had no alternative thing to, if someone doesn't accept your apology, like, what, what is that, a fucking requirement to work here? That I have to blindly accept all your egregious transgressions. Fuck you. I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break because I also. 